What's going on, guys? It's your best friend, your pal, your roommate, Zach Lyman, and you are listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast once again. Thank you so much for those sweet, sweet listens. And guys, it is another one of those wonderful episodes where I have my friend Lou Moon, fellow comedian, four years in the biz. He's toured. He's done festivals. Guys, I've seen him open for... Uh, Zach Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a jar of pickles. <laughs> Open for a jar of pickles that yeah. I then opened yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah. Look how strong I am. They were headlining and it was a solid 10. <laughs> yeah. 10. 10 pickles in the jar. 10 pickles. <laughs> yeah. All 10 of them. Scrum diddlyumptious. I enjoyed them. But before we get into whatever this is, <laughs> I got to tell you about Zach Lyman Podcast. Dot com. Head over to the website, brand new, sleek, beautiful, so fast, uh, so sweet. Check it out and uh, pick up yourself a Comedy and Naps t-shirt. You know, there's crop tops. Pretty soon there's going to be uh, crop hoodies, which I'm very excited about. I might get myself one. They look super comfortable. There we go. Yeah. Show off that tum-tum. Yeah, man. I've been uh, cutting out dairy, so <laughs> I'm ready. And... <laughs> Guys, that's how we support the show here. We are sponsor-free. I am dairy-free and gluten-free. We're doing all the freeze. And this episode is free for you to listen to in your ear holes. So before we get into it, Lou, we're going to talk about... Being on! Always being on. Uh, And you know what? Let's just get into the episode right now. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Lou. Anytime, Zach. (laughs) Get real close to the mic for that. Ooh, sweet, sweet, subtle. Um, Yeah, so always being on, which is a topic that you and I have talked about for 15 years, I feel like. (laughs) It certainly feels that way. Um, Because that's it's definitely a thing that um, people who are drawn to comedy. Yeah. um, I I almost said, like, they suffer from it. But uh, it is um, a terrible curse. It's a, it is a disease. There's been a pandemic long before this one. <laughs> and I, I have tested positive. You remember when that article went around about uh, comedy being a mental illness and every comedian was just like, <laughs> finally, someone yeah. recognizes me. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, they're not talking about the myriad of other mental illnesses yes. <laughs> that comics suffer from. They're talking about yeah. the ability to, the wanting of making other people laugh is yeah, like some kind of like, I illness. seek approval from people I don't know <laughs> in a public setting almost every day, sometimes four times a night. And if I don't, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mental illness. It's not just like, I'm funny. I must be crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. But always being on is something that I think about a lot because I feel like that's something... Again, I did when I was younger. Yes. Uh, early in comedy, I felt like when I, as soon as I saw the comics hanging out, I immediately had to come in with like, "Hey, I got jokes." <laughs> yeah, point my fingers at you. You know, like just just trying to be uh, just trying to be quick, trying to be yeah. at it. And I, I felt like I had to be that person. Uh, not everyone enjoyed it, which is Certainly understandable. Not. And then later, 
now where I am, where it's like I'm almost, I feel like I'm never on uh, when, right. when we're not doing comedy. Yeah. I feel like I sit there quietly and I might as well be holding a book. Right. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's how I am in most public settings where people could, we could be at a party and they could point at me and they're like, that guy's a comedian here. Right. And I'd be like, I haven't said a word since I've left my house today. Right. <laughs> this is my first time speaking, mm-hmm. explaining to you yeah. that I do, in fact, talk a lot, just not now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think what kind of helped that is just being on stage so much and being so around open mics and being like, you're just like always around on, you right. know, you're always around people that are just so on and doing you're like when you're at an open mic, you're there for like five, six, seven, eight hours. Who knows? Yeah. They can be very long. If you're in a big city, you could be at an open mic four hours, yeah. three minutes. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, you should be you should bring a blanket is what yeah exactly <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's gonna be a long night so so yeah the, the day after that event happening uh i often am not walking around being like let's make some crazy jokes today right but something i really wanted to talk about in this episode with you is um i'm i'm very i'm a quiet person i'm an introvert and uh, i can be very quiet and I, when there's groups of like four people i'm usually the quietest I usually kind of hold back a little bit and I can be silent. But I will say that when you and I are in a room, it's immediately jokes at each other. Right. And that is a, a only an occurrence I have with you and a couple other people in my life. But really, it's very much the rest of my life. Normal, normal friends, right. normal human beings around yeah. me, casual conversations. <laughs> well, sure. You know, well, it's, it's sort of that thing of uh, because... You and I have known each other now for a, a good while. We've lived together. Yeah. And I think like a hallmark of a friendship, it, it can actually be silence. Mm-hmm. Because like we're comfortable like being just like quiet around each other. But yes. we choose not to be. And in fact, when you and I are in the same place together, we're oftentimes the loudest thing in the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Which is funny because if I'm there 30 minutes, 40 minutes before you are. Mm. Again, I haven't said a word. And then you show up, and then all of a sudden I'm like, pickle jars, yeah. headlining a comedy yeah. club. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Did he do something to yeah. Zach? <laughs> Did he take a pill? <laughs> yeah. Like, that, yeah. Like, Did his Ritalin just kick in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a slow release. <laughs> but uh, no, but look, that is like... I don't know. I I think that like when when a comic is on all the time regardless of the setting. Yeah. I I think they are neglecting a like a they're neglecting a skill in comedy that I don't think is talked about enough, which is reading the room. Yeah. You know what? That's a we should cover that as an episode also. It's yes. just reading the room. Yeah. Uh that's a future episode. But you are you were dead on with that. That is exactly it. Where it's like they come in hot, yeah, and then we are all giving him the look, like, "Hey, yeah,", yeah. or like yeah. you know, this and they're time right now. yeah, and they're still going, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." They don't. They haven't developed reading the room skill, right? Yeah, that's well, because it's like I, I again with like so much in comedy, there there comes a point where like. I think if you become a, like a megastar yeah. in, in comedy, like um, when I when I think of like someone in comedy who is like famously on 
all the time. I think of Martin Short. Yeah. Right? We all do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, on all the time. Because, like, Martin Short walks into a room. He's, that's fucking Martin Short. You know? Like, and. It's, to him, it's a playground. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, but, like, so few of us are Martin Short. Yes. (laughs) Like. Yes. You know, it's like. Cause like when Martin- as, as one of my first as one of my first friends told me uh, when I told them I was headlining an event, their reply was, "Well, you're not Steve Martin." And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that can be applied to many things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, because it's like I I feel like you and I have always had uh, a Steve Martin Martin Short dynamic, mm. where like where like you're more like Steve Martin. Okay. Where like. You're definitely not on, uh, like, all the time. Like, Steve Martin is, like, a, a pretty quiet guy, I've heard. You know, yeah. like, when like when he doesn't have to be, like, funny. He's, he's, he's just there. He's taking in the room. He's taking in, like, whatever is happening around him. Right. But then Martin Short will walk in. He'll kick the door down. Yeah. And just be like, what's up, motherfuckers? And Steve will be like, that's my guy. Yeah. And then, like, he'll, he'll be on just around in the presence of Martin Short. Yeah. You know, but like, but like, that's us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying I'm on all the time. Yeah. I uh, mean, I'm saying you are, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying yeah. there's been times where I'm like, Lou, I'd really like to go to sleep. Yeah. And you're like, let me finish this bit. Yeah. Well, you've always <laughs> been great at analyzing comedy and like analyzing comedy first and foremost. Being funny has always been second to you. <laughs> And really getting a read. Was that supposed to be a burn or? Yeah, I'm saying you're not funny. And <laughs> oh. that all of your success is fully because of happenstance. <laughs> People have been nice to you. And they're like, oh, he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> they're all saying, well, he's not Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just like, why do people keep saying that? <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, I think like that that thing of being on all the time because like I wouldn't say that like I'm a I am a quiet person, but I'm I'm certainly a person mm-hmm. and like all people have their quiet times. Yeah. Like like Martin Short, I'm sure like when he's at home isn't just like uh you know, just like this coffee is worse than fucking who knows. You know? <laughs> like Yeah. But no, I uh but again you and I have both met people, I, at least I, I can think of, that uh, like we've seen like a headliner or someone, and we're like, man, that guy or that person is brilliant, yeah, and that's great. And then we're hanging out with them afterwards, and you quickly realize you're like, oh, oh, you're that person still, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And you're like, oh, people have to like like live with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, you have roommates that have to hear this, yeah. the, you know, and it's um. you know, that's like, is that good or is that bad? Is that, you know, but like you quickly learn that it's like, sometimes it's just people. That's just how they are on and off stage. They're always just this, they only know how to be at a hundred percent and that's it. Right. You know? And in, in some ways that's in some ways, like being someone who loves comedy and participates in comedy, like depending on who it is, it's quite admirable. Like, Whereas, like, you and I are both big fans of Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And, 
Like, Conan will talk, like, on his podcast about how he's driving his family fucking crazy. Yeah. Because he just, like, needs, like, to make people laugh. Yeah. And, like, walking down the street, he still wants the approval of strangers. Right. And stops and does bits and juggles. Uh, (laughs) And again, that's what comedy is. It's just like, notice me. Yeah. Notice me, please. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I I do, I often uh, uh, want to be looser. You know, I do, I don't always want to be, I do feel like I can be uptight. Like I said, the guy, quiet guy holding a book, kind of missing out on the comedy. And I always am trying to tap into a little bit of my silly and a little bit of being on more, I guess. Yeah. Um, But it's, I don't know why. I couldn't really tell you down why I sometimes click it on and sometimes I click it off, you know, or sometimes I'm riding in the car and out of nowhere, I'm just like, I want to do all of these bits out of nowhere. And then sometimes I'm like, I just want to be really quiet, you know? I think that's part of just being a person. Yeah. Being a human being. Exactly. We all Ups have, and downs and, yeah. you know, different moods. We, but we all, we all have had days where we're just like, it's fucking hard to be funny right now. Yeah. It's not even just a thing of like something happened or mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes you just wake up and like, it's a, it's a bad day. Yeah. You know, and like you can feel it coming on. Yeah. And maybe that's defeatist, but it's just, it's happened too much. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. And I do feel like there's times where like, you know, you hear about, like I watched a video recently about a teacher that like, even when he's having a hard day, there's like video of him outside of his classroom and he's amping himself up and trying to like work on a smile. Yeah. And then he goes in with that energy of smiling and happy for the kids. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like some of us need a little, like I fall into that category of like, maybe I should be doing that when I wake up in the morning as I should be looking in the mirror and, smiling and yeah. trying to amp myself up for yeah. the day smile at yourself in the mirror like a psycho <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know while i'm putting the lipstick on you yeah, know exactly. what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be the prettiest one of the cotillion <laughs> everyone's gonna like you yeah. <laughs> have you read any good books lately <laughs> here's what i'll say to the senator <laughs> and i say i say <laughs> <laughs> You know, but maybe yeah. I, maybe I should be leaning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe I should do like uh, like you know, improv people always have like their games that they play and they're like warm up. You know, maybe I should be doing that with life a little bit more of like being sure. a little more silly, a little more fun. Sure, let's say that. Yeah. But then there is like I'm on the bottom shelf of that, and then all the way on the other side is like Martin Short type of people right. who are just like clearly when they're staying in line at a Starbucks, they're like. Literally just grabbing things off of people's table, being like, Ooh, this table is so funny. Yeah, ah, don't get me with yeah. it. You know? They call me Muffin Eyes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but like, that's, um, you know, like in, in, our, in our previous episode talking about confidence, um, like, someone like Martin Short has tapped into that, yeah. right? Of like, it's, they are, and like Martin Short and Conan O'Brien, I'm sure they wake up every day and they're just like, I'm fucking Martin Short. Like, yeah. And, like, and do you think that came with time of like, you know, of like, you know, do you, is Conan like that before he got his job on The Simpsons or SNL or, you no, know what I mean? C- like, certainly is not. Conan that when he's a child, like waking up being like, I'm Conan O'Brien, you know, well, it's... or, or Martin Short, you know, like, or is that happening? Or do you think, uh, cause I know I like, it's in the movies, right? If you like tomorrow, one of us woke up and we opened our eyes and all of a sudden we're in this mansion 
and all right. of a sudden we got all this money and we got all these things. I think I would be a little more loose. Yeah. <laughs> too, like, just, what do I have to worry about? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I am juggling things in my Starbucks because I'm like, I'm paying for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I can buy you and sell you, but I won't. Ah, I'm funny. <laughs> I'm a comedian. <laughs> We're comedians. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and like, I, I think that that definitely comes with time. And I, Conan has talked about this, and I watched this interview with uh, John Mulaney not too long ago, mm-hmm. where he was talking about how, like, you know, when he was a kid, when I think he said from age four to nine, he was like, I could do anything and I could make my parents laugh. Yeah. And then something happened at around 10 where he was just sad all the time, you mm. know, and and he was able to tap into that thing again. Right. But only with the help of drugs and alcohol. Interesting. You know, and and so, you know, but like those things are confidence boosters. Yeah. They call alcohol liquid courage. Right. You know, and but it's true. It it fits. Yeah. Which like when I, I used to drink is definitely a thing I, I did. Like okay. not I didn't do it to get on stage, but I would do it maybe afterwards to talk to people or you know, me, I have social anxiety. What a yeah. great way to kinda like killed the the edge of social anxiety for me was to maybe loose up with a drink a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so it's like those things are like making me a little more, yeah, you know, and that's how you get the people that are a little more on when they're like been drinking, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But in like, God, you see that all the time in comedy too, of just like seemingly like normal people, comedians, and then it's just like, and then... You know, it's like you find out like 10 years after they got their big break, they're just like, yeah, he drinks like a monster backstage, you know? And it's yeah. like, oh, that's it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. You know, and... Well, I, it's like, how do you, you know, it's like, how do you tap into that naturally, you know? Right. And it's like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, do you do you pump yourself up in the morning? Do you listen to motivational things, you know? Yeah. And it's like stuff that are like, I've watched motivational videos before. I've watched you know, inspiring speeches and stuff. And sometimes they like click a little and I feel like a little more pep in my step. Yeah. But it's like, what, where do you like with comedy? It's like, you got to find something that gets that out of you. And for comedians, I feel like it's hanging out with our comedy buddies, yeah. hanging out with, uh, you know, just, just being around each other and being supportive is one way, but like, that's not a day to day thing that no. can really boost you into being more on, but right. not overly on. Right. And again, like being, being on, I, I think we should clarify that like being on is a good thing to be if you're a comedian. Yeah. Like you're showing people that you can be funny anytime, anywhere. Right. You know, like if you get good, like if you get good enough at comedy and you're on, you're fucking, you're, you're there, you know? So like we, we're talking about being, you know, on, like it is a bad thing and it, it can be (laughs) if you're, if it is all the time and you're not very funny. Yeah. Well, it goes back to like what you said. I think reading the room, you know, reading the room, reading the room and just understanding time and also, uh, you know, like a thing Conan famously does is let's say he reads the room mm. and then he just dives deeper, but he has the comedy skills to dive deeper until it's no longer the wrong thing to do. Exactly. And, <laughs> and like, like, that's like a, that's a unique, uh, yeah. always on type of person skill. Right. But like what I was, uh, what I think is, um, like the more you hang out with headliners, the more you realize like 
they've been writing jokes for so long and they've been editing their own speech for so long mm. that just naturally as they talk, they're a little bit funny no matter what. Exactly. They got a little touch of something happening of funniness at, at any point. And then they can just kind of ease into it and pull off whenever, you know, they can push the gas pedal as much as they want right. with headliners. Uh, and that's like a skill of its own. And it's finding yeah. this like wonderful balance of like being confident, like we've talked about. Yeah. And then also just like leading into, I think, being, you know, a little more at peace with yourself. Exactly. Is probably where the little bit of being on comes from. Exactly. Well, it, it's a skill, but it's a skill like riding a bike is a skill mm. because tell me about that um okay well you see a bicycle uh-huh is um you see uh, the word bicycle there's by meaning two and okay. cycle meaning cycle <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think i need to say anything else <laughs> outside of that so it's like, but i will anyway like so, a laundromat with wheels okay <laughs> yeah exactly. it's a lot it's a laundromat with wheels you yeah. ignoramus <laughs> yeah. there's many cycles and i usually choose the the, the one that's the least amount of time <laughs> <laughs> the spin cycle someone doesn't spend enough time with the lawn lou i pay people to do it for me that's Where do you think all the podcasting money goes? <laughs> I make quarters. <laughs> quarters of dollars. I'll be on the streets and they say you're that podcaster yeah. and they throw nickels, yeah. Lou, and I collect them. I don't think they throw nickels at you because you're a comedian. <laughs> that's, that's a mean joke. <laughs> I'm a comedian. Uh, <laughs> um... But it's like it's a it's a skill like riding a bike and and just that like you you don't forget how to do it. Mm. Like if you're funny, you're funny. Okay. You'll you'll find ways to be funny to ease it in. To like yeah, always. Yeah. Whether it's like cracking a joke with the barista or you know like you know you're killing in in comedy clubs. You right. Know? Right. So, like, I but I think the thing that like young comics need to know about being on all the time is mm -hmm. that like again like if you're a new comic like chances are you're not incredibly funny mm. like maybe you're funny as a you're you know you're that there's always that thing of like you're funnier as a person than you are as a comedian yeah it's always like how do you bring that on stage that conversation of wow you're so good with your friends now you just got to bring it to the stage right. you know and that's like a balance that for me took uh Incredibly, I'm embarrassed to say how long. <laughs> <laughs> Quarters. Quarters of years. They uh, throw nickels at me, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> to my um, face, and they say things like, wash those sheets. And I'm like, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> You're at a New York laundromat open mic, <laughs> which for some reason exists. And it's 1956, and the mob owns it, and they're mad. <laughs> they're they're mad because you made a joke about spaghetti. <laughs> but, um, um, I, I, yeah, I, I think the, the most important thing you can do as a young comic is to listen. Yeah. Right. It's like, like everyone remembers like the first big headliner they met. Yeah. And like, you know what you should do when that happens? Like, don't talk for 10 minutes. Mm. Like, or just like, 
just be cool. Like, yeah. I know it's hard because, like, you're meeting a famous person. Yeah. Right? But, like, um, find out what that room is. Like, what is happening. Yeah. Where it's like, like, do you remember the first headliner you ever met? Um, I don't know about the first, but I remember, like, the first time, like, uh, I really, like, worked a whole weekend with a headliner that was, yeah. like, like w- way more established than me. You know, like, sure. clearly. It, it was Keith Alverstadt. Oh, right, yeah. Writer yeah. from SNL and wonderful dude. Yeah. Had a great weekend. And I don't think that was like the first, maybe it wasn't the first, but it was definitely like the, like it felt like a real thing. I think it was yeah. the first time that happened and I'm hanging out in the green room all weekend with a headliner and right. all that stuff. Yeah. But in like the, the nerves of everything. Yeah. And it's like, like there are so many nerves happening that it's like, I don't know about you. But when I'm nervous, I joke a lot <laughs> because it's like if I just keep talking, yeah, you know, like no one can say anything mean to me. <laughs> like, but like, and I'm sure that there are people out there that have that same instinct, especially yeah. if you're like a young comic listening to this. Fight that instinct though, <laughs> because yeah, pull back a little bit. Yeah, and also just like be uh, asking questions. It's fine. Yeah. Like ask questions of like, hey, do you want me in the green room right now? Like, yeah, like you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like be too people pleasy, but like, yeah. just kind of like read the room that way. Of yeah. like, do you, you know, because like especially when you're working, this is just advice of like working with a headliner on a weekend club. Just yeah. kind of like see work, like maybe on the Thursday show. Just kind of like see how much they talk, how yeah. much they're kind of like willing to, and just be there and be nice and generous and be, give them them space. Yeah. Cause I can think of like a, a very recent time that I was like uh, hosting at a club yeah, with yeah. a headliner. And that's how it was. It was like, I read the room and then all weekend it was like, you know, by Saturday we're best friends, you know what yeah, I mean? Like we're, exactly. we're, we're chilling, but it was very much of like, what do you like? Do you like me? Do you like, Chilling with comics? Do you need your alone time? I know a lot of headliners that constantly are listening to their own sets. Yeah. Back, you know, between between shows, before shows, they need their time, their writing. Like, they need this space. And, you again, reading the room of, like, you see him writing in his notebook a lot with headphones in. Yeah. Not the time to start juggling the waffle yeah. maker. You yeah. know, not a time to start doing that. Right. <laughs> or not even the time to just, like, be like, Hey, so should I move to New York or LA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? like, yeah. Who's your Who's your agent? Yeah. And how do I? Are they looking for clients? <laughs> I think I'm funny. You want to watch my tape? Or like, yeah, yeah. Not right then. You know, maybe yeah. by Saturday. You know, who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then by Sunday, who knows? Maybe you'll have an agent. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the shithole town. <laughs> Sunday, you're headlining. Yeah, exactly. That guy loses his career. He's crying. <laughs> like. the Um, club is just handing you bags of money yeah god and like i want to i want to tell this story but we can totally cut this (laughs) like if it's like a weird story to tell i remember i spent a whole 30 seconds in a green in the green room with the legendary gilbert godfrey (laughs) and it was the most awkward experience of my life this is a great story for reading the room Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> 100%. Like, um, because, like, I like I was so excited. Not, like, uh, 
like Gilbert Gottfried is like the be all end all comedian, greatest comedian of all, of all time to me. But it's still exciting. Yeah. Right? Like of course. He's a legend. Yeah. It's Gilbert. So, so like um like a buddy of mine was like hosting for him and it was like ten o'clock at night and he was like, Come into the green room, come meet Gilbert and I'm like and like the whole time I'm just like uh, I I am having second thoughts. <laughs> you know? Right. Because, which is like going with your gut of like maybe yeah, maybe this yeah. isn't the time. But but he was like, No, come meet Gilbert and so like I walk in there. He's got a big piece of chocolate cake in front of him. And Which we all love. We, we mm-hmm. all love chocolate cake. Come yeah. On. Like, um, and uh, he was, you know, the host was like, hey, this is Lou. He's a local comic. Yeah. And it's just like, here he is. <laughs> and I was like, hi, Mr. Godfrey. It's it's so like nice to meet you. Like, you had a great set tonight. Silence. Just like looking at the floor nodding his head up and down, not saying a single word to me, which is crazy because it's Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, um, and I was like, what do I like? How do I like engage this fucking guy? You know? And yeah, I was like, I heard you on a, on a podcast the other day and I thought it was great. And like, blah, 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 like, and like, and again, stone cold silence, and um, the host made a joke at my own expense. And I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> like, this is this all took place in less than a minute. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to take off. But it was very nice meeting you. And Gilbert looked at me like, thank you. <laughs> like, and like, I left that experience thinking like, this guy hates me. Mm. Like, and I was like. I pissed off a living legend Mm. for just existing around him. And then, like, I think, like, a couple of days after that, I was like, he doesn't hate me. No. He doesn't know who I am. No. Like. He's just a guy trying to eat chocolate cake. Exactly. Worst case scenario is, like, he was like, who was that guy? You know? (laughs) like Yeah. He was kind of annoying, you know? but Yeah. Yeah. And, like. You know, I've heard you, I've heard you tell the story a couple of times, and uh, I my takeaway has always been from I I picture Gilbert being like, yeah, I'm just gonna chill out in the screen room. It's been a long day. Yeah, we're gonna eat some chocolate cake, and someone's like, do you want to meet a fan? And you're yeah. like, I and before you can answer, there's a fan in front of you. Yeah, and then he's like, can I just eat my chocolate cake? And then the fan does something that maybe caught him off guard, where it's like. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna read the room. And yeah, I'm gonna be like, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a compliment. And I'm gonna leave, and he was probably like, "Oh wow, okay, thank yeah, you." <laughs> exactly. Like best case best case scenario from that night is like he was like, "Well, that stranger was all right," you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, sometimes that's all you can hope yeah, for. Yeah. With uh, with a Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, you but know? you you were driving a car without a steering wheel that could have easily gone down a different path. Yeah. Where you could have gone in there. With uh, uh, making making little finger guns, being like pow pow, you know, yeah. and, and being like, "What's up, man?" and like, exactly. and sat with him and been like, "Let's get a selfie together." Can I yeah. have a piece of that cake? And then, exactly. you know, like you could have gone in really hot. Exactly. And that is a thing a lot of people do. And uh, you know, it, I, I think that's a good thing that you're yeah. like, I read the room, I went with my gut, and I decided, you know what, right now I can fold my yeah. cards. Exactly. Well, it's like the the driving the car without the steering wheel. I was put in that scenario, and I was, and it, it was more like, 
hey, I don't have to drive this thing. It doesn't have a steering wheel, but it does have a brake. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to brake and get out. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you can do. And that is all, sometimes that's all you should do. Right. It's like if you're put in that situation or like, you know, it, like not even put in that situation. Yeah. If you're just like, if something like that just happens, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just like, all right, like I'm going to make the best of this and hopefully no one hates me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like this, like. Like Gilbert Gottfried, he hung out with like Don Rickles, you know. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm not gonna make him laugh. Like Don Rickles made him laugh, you know. Yeah. I'm just I'm Lou, you know. Yeah. Like I'm like best thing I can do is just like say hi, say how much I like him, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, well, I feel like we've covered this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being on, you know, it's a it's a balance, and it's I think it's a thing that. You know, you can start hot and then learn how to pull off of. And then if you start at zero like I do, you can learn to uh, (laughs) grow into going 65 miles an hour cruise control on. You know, I think, you know, it's a it's a balance. And uh, my takeaway from this episode is uh, I think people should um, sit down and think about where they are on that scale and be really honest with themselves. I'm just like, where am I? And do I want to be there? Right. And like me personally, where I'm like, I wish I was a little more loose and I wish yeah. I was a little more silly at times. And uh, and I, I think that's like a daily reminder I need to make. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you have any takeaways for this? Yeah. Uh, I I think the the biggest uh, takeaway that I can I can think of from this is like. If you are someone who is like on all the time, like or just like on often, like like I I would say that I am on often. Yeah. Um, but certainly not all the time. Yeah, I'd say too often, but yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, 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 that's your opinion, and uh, we all know how your opinions are. <laughs> they throw nickels at me, Lou. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a reason. They want you to leave. <laughs> You're stinking up the laundromat. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, like, if if you are someone like me who is, like, on often, like, learn, learn to listen. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, comedy is such a a delicate balancing act, and, like, you can't be a balanced person if you are one thing all the time. Yeah. And being balanced is very important. Mm. So, keep that in mind. Yeah, and, uh, I think something that you and I will both agree on is after kind of these closing notes is I think people should go back and listen to the episode about stand-up comics taking an improv class. Yes. Because I feel like you mentioned listening. I mentioned being looser. Yeah. These are things you learn from taking an improv class, I'm told. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I've never taken I one, mean, of course. I mean, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. They throw yeah. nickels at me, Luke. <laughs> God. If you make a shirt... <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on your stupid Squarespace website, <laughs> they throw um, nickels at me, and it's uh, like your face on a nickel. I just want me undies to send me underwear that's just nickels yeah. all over it. And I'm like, I've hit the top of podcasting. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> like, but but I I 100 agree with that, and I think uh, like if you are someone who is on all the time. Like learn, you can learn how to curb that or embrace that. Yeah, with improv. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Lou, where can people find you on the internet? Well, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Lou Moon Comedy. Okay, uh, and uh, that's it for now. No, but, uh, tic- no, no TikTok. Uh, TikTok is uh, you know peering out from under my bed. Mm. You know he's he's looking at me. Okay, and I haven't engaged him yet. Yeah, I made an account for you, Lou. Please say you didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've posted a couple of videos that you're gonna be real happy about. I, yeah. Uh, is it the ones that I like I sent you privately that are like What do you mean? They're just for us. I uh, don't I, I don't feel like I have to say them. I don't think uh you've ever told me, hey, don't share this. So I think Oh well I feel like it was implied, you know, the thing with my shirt never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Well, thank you for being on the show, Lou. <sighs> Anytime, Zach. I gotta go look at TikTok now. <laughs> I've been your host, Zach Lyman. You can find me at ZachLymanPodcast.com. Check out the beautiful website. Check out the new shirt saying it's Nichols Lou or something. I don't <laughs> even remember the bit. <laughs> I've been your host, Zach Lyman. Outro music. You said that about a lot of Zach's bits. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs>